Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk tonight here on uh, KNEM and KNMO. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night. Not a lot of activity going on on the basketball courts or wrestling mats anywhere right now with the weather, but we're still able to talk about things. And we're going to jump into this segment with debated Tiger at basketball coach Sean Gray coming off a nice win last night at home against the uh, Monad Cubs. We'll start to break that game down and also a game last week against Carthage and look ahead for Nevada as well. they got a couple of uh, games on the schedule if they're able to get them in, more specifically the game on Friday against Cassville, and then a makeup date against Pleasant Hill, which will be on Monday at Pleasant Hill. You may have forgotten that one that uh, was rescheduled back from early December uh, because uh, or late November, I can't remember what it was, but uh, because of the football schedule getting long for both Nevada and Pleasant Hill. So they decided, both opted to reschedule. So, any rate, Sean, how are you? Doing good, Mike. Yeah. Uh, Slept in a little bit this morning and uh, just trying to make the best of uh, what yeah. Mother Nature has thrown at us. Yeah, we just talked with Blake Howarth about that situation. Obviously, when the weather's this way, uh, there's always an administration calling whether or not to allow practices or not. Obviously, that didn't happen today. We get the snow overnight tonight. Probably won't happen tomorrow as well. So uh, so how do you kind of handle that situation? Uh, we just tell our guys, use this as an opportunity to rest up, uh, recharge your batteries a little bit. Try, you know, it, it's hard to get outside and do anything, but try – to get some physical activity in, try to get your heart rate up, uh, try to make yourself get sweaty uh, every day. And then uh, with Huddle and the, all the tools at our disposal, um, all, I'm able to go in and, and just make a lot of clips of, of some of our future opponents' favorite plays and, and their, their set plays, their inbounds plays, things like that. And uh, I'd say uh, a big chunk of them was sitting on their phones anyway, so you might as well pull up Huddle and uh, try to learn something and just try to get better any way you can. And uh, like a lot of things in life, try to make the best of this situation. Well, you've uh, had a pretty good week. Uh, go one and one, but a very competitive game at Carthage uh, last week on Thursday. And then, of course, we talked about the win uh, last night against Monette. We'll get to that here in a second. Let's go back to the Carthage game uh, last week. Uh, actually, we didn't visit last week uh, either on Tiger Talk because uh, the Innovator girls uh, playing. So let's go back and kind of recap the Frontenac tournament real quickly okay. because we didn't get a chance to do that. So uh, you come back with a seventh-place finish, get the win on that final Saturday against Owensville. So uh, all in all, how did you feel about your three days at Frontenac? Overall, we felt good about it, Mike. Um, it was it was a tough start to the tournament against a really good Web City team. Uh, just not a good matchup for us with all their size, all their athleticism. Uh, we just we we were not able to to control the pace of that game. It, it was played pretty quick, up and down. Uh, really went into into Web City's favor, but after that. Uh, we did not uh, lick our wounds, so to speak. We just bounced right back the next day. And sometimes that's a good thing about these three-day tournaments is short turnaround after a tough game. And uh, came out and played a really good ball game against a good Providence Academy team. Had a chance to win that game. Um, played one of our best ball games of the year, I thought, in, in that game in a loss. And then, uh, again, after, after losing two games, uh, it, it would be really easy to just be down in the dump, so to speak. But then Saturday morning... Uh, came out, played well. Evan Ray tweaks his ankle uh, from the get-go, and our guys stepped up. Jack mm -hmm. Chaney stepped up in that game, uh, kind of took over that guard spot for Evan. So all in all, we felt like we got better at Frontenac. Uh, two of the three games, we felt like we played really, really well and just overall did a lot of good things, and uh, it was a step in the right direction. Finished with a 56-38 win over Owensville. Not that I really want to talk about other teams, but I was intrigued by Owensville because obviously got a new head coach in Colin Van Leer, of course, star player at uh, – Pacific, then went on to play at Missouri. Of course, played for his dad, uh, John Van Leer, who coached him at Pacific. Now, ironically, is an assistant coach mm -hmm. for Colin at, uh, at Owensville. 
But you get, I mean, this is a program that has really been downtrodden. And I bring this up because I was intrigued by the fact that Colin Van Leer had them out working, doing drills about an hour before game time, up until about 15 minutes before game time. I mean, actually doing physical drills. And uh, you can tell that they're trying to establish a, a culture there. They are. Uh, the days leading up to our game with Owensville, a couple different times uh, in the hospitality room, saw John, who we'd had some battles in years past against Pacific and, and Colin just talked about how they're trying, like you said, to establish a culture there that, uh, you know, you, you don't, you don't always judge things on wins and losses. You're, you're, you're winning or you're getting better. And they're just trying to get better every single day. And I, he also said part of it had to do with, you know, staying in a hotel for two Mm -hmm. nights, being several hours from home. And he just wanted to get them up, get them moving, uh, and just, just try to, continually get better at your habits and your your habits are the sum of the things that you continually do and uh, I have no doubt that that program is going to continue to be on the upswing uh, uh, because uh, you know Colin Van Leer is going to do, do a really really good job there they didn't know they didn't get to that Friday because they didn't find out they were playing until 15 minutes for their game time <laughs> That was that was an interesting Friday, but that was brought about because of some weather issues. But at any rate, or not, not weather issues. Uh, I guess was it weather? I no, remember. I think COVID. It, I was thinking it was COVID. It, there was created, COVID, yeah. so uh, one of the girls' teams, yeah, one of the girls' teams was bracket. out, and yeah. it just it caused us some confusion yeah. on which bracket was correct. Exactly. So uh, yeah, so it was interesting Friday. But at any rate, uh, I, I just found that intriguing watching them for an hour before game time. And, but it makes sense that you know you're cooped up, you want to get build up a sweat and get the muscles moving. But at any rate, let's talk about your basketball team because they come off the front neck tournament got some days off from game action get back at it and last thursday at carthage and uh and this is the game as we talked about on post game if people just look at the final score they're not going to realize how good a game this was because it was a six-point game with about three minutes to go and then they got a late run but you, you went toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in southwest missouri yeah mike uh, again we talked about that providence game being a a really good game for us and a loss this was another one, maybe a better game for us in a loss. And Carthage has a lot of weapons, uh, really good guards, and Joel Pugh and Justin Ray and, and Max Templeman. And uh, we re- we just came out from the get go and executed a game plan. Uh, we were good from the free throw line. Caden Bryce knocked down some threes. Jeremiah was good around the basket on the offensive glass. And I just felt like every guy was contributing. Um, now, you can execute a game plan all you want. At the end of the day, really good players are still going to make plays. And uh, that's what Joel Pugh uh, did for those guys, along with uh, Justin Ray and Max Templeman. Yeah, he ended up with 22 in the ball game, and they had a 13-3 run at the end to, to pull away and win by 16-66-50, but uh, still one of the better games as well for your sophomore and Bryce Budd, the guard, uh, tried to put the team on his shoulders in that fourth quarter. He did. He knocked down a couple couple big shots, and you know that second quarter stands out in the scorebook, Mike. Uh, they outscored us yes. eleven to two in that quarter after, after we led we led after the first quarter eighteen to seventeen. And people that have watched us play eighteen points in a quarter is a, that's a good quarter for anybody, mm-hmm. especially for us. I, that was a really good good quarter. We we scored it at all three levels around the basket, from the free throw line, from the three point line, and then Carthage. What what good teams will do? They realized that we were in a rhythm offensively. They went to that two three zone and. Just we, we struggled and we got some good looks. We got a couple corner threes that didn't fall. We got a, two layups around the basket that didn't go in. And I just can't help but think if, if one or two of those threes fall, those two layups fall, now we we maybe are tied or have a lead at halftime. Uh, and maybe that momentum just you – know, Carthage maybe starts to just feel the pressure a little bit more. But unfortunately, that poor quarter uh, had us in the hole down eight at halftime. And even though we were down eight to a really good team, our guys – 
they really felt like they could play with them and, and came out in, in the in the in the second half and that third quarter was big. We we held Ray scoreless. We held Pew to three points, uh, but then Max Templeman got going, and and that's one thing that makes Carthage so tough is they've got so many different guys that can score. It's so many different guys that can hurt you. And Justin Ray, he had three trays. He spread them out through the entire ball game, but he just seemed to hit uh, buckets at the right time. He did every time we'd make a run and get it back to, you know, four, five, six points. He'd hit a three to move it back to eight, nine points, and uh, just never could get it tied back up in the second half. Uh, uh, but yeah, Bryce was big for us in, in the second half as well. I think he he had a couple threes. Uh, uh, Evan had a three. Cade had a three. So we shot the ball well from the perimeter. Uh, just didn't get to the free throw line enough in the second half. O- only eight made free throws for the entire game. And if you're going to pull an upset, I, I've said this a lot. The three point line and the free throw line. You you have to exceed expectations from both of those places. Typically, you watch the NCAA tournament, and a lot of those upsets that happen, uh, you see a team get hot from three, or you see a team get get their opponent in foul trouble from the free throw line. And uh, while we were pretty good from the three point line, just just not enough free throws to get the job done. And on the flip side, uh, Carthage was really good in that fourth quarter from mm-hmm. the free throw line that knocked. Uh, all their attempts. Yeah, didn't have a miss. It looks like did not have a miss, and that's how you close teams out. And uh, fortunately for us, we were on the other side of that that free throw game uh, last night at home. Yep, good segue. Let's move to last night's ball game against Monette. Uh, back into Big Eight West play, and Nevada gets a fifty six fifty one victory against Monette, who came in at nine and eight. They left at nine and nine, but uh, then one and two in the in the conference. Nevada now at five and fifteen. And two and two in conference play with two league games to play against Cassville and McDonald County. But uh, nip and tuck ball game the entire way. I had eight ties, three lead chains along the way. And, uh, and again, probably the free throw line was the difference uh, in that fourth quarter. We went 13 to 17 from the charity stripe. Yeah. And then and a couple of those misses were really late after we established that lead and had ourselves uh, in position. But uh, we knew Monette was going to be a good ball club. Um, I think. Uh, this is our first win against a team with a winning record uh, mm-hmm. to this point going into the game and uh, had some nice players. I, I told some people that I thought they were like Carthage, maybe just you know just a, a, a little bit lesser version of Carthage in the fact that several guys that could shoot the ball, some good athletes um, around the basket. Uh, and and if, if they got hot from the three-point line, uh, they could be really dangerous. They have, they, they've beat some teams this season, some good teams when they've gotten hot from the three-point line. So one of our biggest emphasis in practice, Mike, was no rhythm threes, no threes where you just – the ones that go in all the time and run them off the three-point line. If they make some threes, try to make them tough threes. Uh, and I thought for, for big parts of the game, we were able to execute that part of our game plan. And then I also thought in watching them on film in their man-to-man defense, if you'll move the ball a couple times, their help defenders – quit helping and then you can beat guys to the basket and get some layups and uh Evan Ray did a great job of scoring and then also uh, and then when Monette adjusted and the, the first guy would help then he found Jeremiah Collins on the dump off so it, it was a really good start to the game for us that I thought sparked us the rest of the way yeah I took out that dropped out to a 12 9 a 12 10 lead had a 24 19 lead at halftime they did outscore you a 20 to 12 in the third Max, uh, uh, Tyler Waterman, to Max Well, my, Tyler Waterman hit that big three right at the buzzer to give them the three point lead, 39 36. Uh, he kind of, uh, we talk about putting teams on his shoulder. Well, he and Navarro both, uh, but Waterman hit that big three. And your team can be forgiven if their dauber was down a little bit after that, but uh, they picked themselves right back up. Yeah, that was a really frustrating end of the third quarter, Mike. We, we knew, I mean, we had every one of Monette's baseline out of bounds plays scouted in practice, clipped on film. We knew what they wanted to do, so we had 
if you recall, we had two mm-hmm. foul calls in a row mm-hmm. in the paint. We knew they were going to throw that lob, and it's a six-two athlete, or, or and then six a six-four-five yeah. six, athlete with the Sutton kid, six-two when they run it with Waterman, but coming in there, and and, and we've got a, a five. I, I don't know if we maybe cheated on the program a little bit, but <laughs> probably a, a five-seven or five-eight guard, and then maybe a, a five-nine or five-ten mm-hmm. guard. And it's easier said than done to defend that. But the one time I thought we d- definitely displaced them. And the second time I thought that's probably a no call. It's two guys going for a ball, but two foul calls. And then I think we maybe were a little frustrated with that. Uh, and then we just allow their best player to get a catch and shoot three ball. And that was probably the, the most open, most easy three we gave up all game, but did not allow that frustration to carry over into the fourth. Uh, bounced right back. Uh, we were able to regain the lead uh, fairly quickly. Uh, Cade Bishore hits hit a, hit a big three for us in that fourth quarter, and uh, as frustrating as the game was at times against the one three one zone that they went to, uh, because after the first quarter, my you know Evan and, and Jeremiah had all of our points in the first quarter, and it was all driving dish, driving dish, driving dish, and and Monette figured out real quick, well if we go to this zone, we're going to take that part of the game out of it, and uh, it, it was definitely a grind. Uh, from the second quarter on. You know, you go back to the end of the third quarter, and I actually was okay with the fouls because you kept taking a second off the clock every time you did it. It went from four seconds down to 2.4. Uh, and, okay, one more, and they won't have much time to do anything else. And nobody was getting any foul trouble. So I thought, well, okay, we can, this is a little give and take. Right, and that's – Coach Tyler said the same thing. He said, those guys aren't in foul trouble. Yeah. He said, that's fine. I said, he said, let them – Coach Tyler, let them do it again. <laughs> and, I, I and, and, and it's – you know, it's one of those things where – Monette made a good adjustment. The kid had been popping to the corner, the Waterman kid there on that play, and then he just realized we had a guy taking that corner three away, and he did what a, a senior that's got two or three years of experience does and just made an adjustment, and uh, and, and hats off to them. But, uh, yeah, I thought we defended it well two of the three times that, that they threw it in. <laughs> yeah. And he made a big shot uh, from the right side from uh, just in front of their bench. But in, one of the adjustments you had to make, we talked about again on postgame last night, is that uh, they wanted you to go into the corners mm-hmm. uh, in that first half and uh, because they were more than happy to trap at that point. And it caused you some problems that you had to, get, that you had to work around. It did. And uh, it's one thing on a sideline and a 30-second or, or, or a one-minute timeout to draw something on a whiteboard and, and, and try to adjust. And you guys are tired. They're trying to get water. And we just didn't make those first half – we didn't make the adjustments quick enough in the second quarter, I didn't think. We talked about them, and we tried to make sure that if someone was going to get trapped, that it was Evan because we felt like Evan's a guy that can make you pay for that. Uh, just could not get that done in the first half. Uh, halftime adjustment was try to keep the ball between the volleyball lines, get get Evan Ray the ball as much as possible and more in the center of the court and look to look to attack from there. And then screen the top of their zone so that that guy has to make a choice. Is he going to stay with the ball handler or go with the screener? Um, didn't get a ton of buckets out of those adjustments, but did limit the turnovers and then got to the foul line based off those things. And uh, uh, proud of our guys to, for continuing to grind uh, when nothing was coming easy. thought a nice ball game for Cade Bishore last night, 16 points. Uh, bulk of that in the second half, but uh, became uh, – or not became, he already is, but really showed his leadership ability late in that ball game. Yeah, just stepped up uh, right in front of our bench, knocked down a, a big three that uh, I think extended a lead for us a little bit and then allowed us at that point to, to 
spread them out and make them get out of that zone. So a big, big second half by Cade for sure. Well, Nevada able to pick up a win, 56-51 last night. Uh, again, 5-15 overall, but puts you at 2-2 two and two in, the, in the Big A West uh, with Cassville, McDonald County still to play. Uh, McDonald County obviously having success this season, depending on who they're playing. Uh, Cassville, a team certainly uh, that's uh, uh, an attainable ball game that uh, we're scheduled to play on Friday. So Big A, before we talk about Cassville specifically, Big A West race-wise, uh, you got a chance to make a little noise here at the end we do mike and man we keep as we win as we've won a couple games we, you know you kind of start kicking yourself about that that lamar game that went to overtime that maybe kind of got away because man if you get that one mike then you're you're looking at your three and one east newton uh and, yeah and then of course the east, you go on the road to east newton and that's yeah. just tough in general but you know even even if you get one of those two now you're three and one if you can get Cassville at home that you go to four and one, then that McDonald County game becomes a huge basketball game with, uh, quite frankly, a, a conference championship on the line at that point. But uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda, nothing. You, yeah. you can't dwell dwell on the past, and uh, we've we've just got to continue to take it one game at a time. And 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 Cassville's a much improved ball club, Mike. Uh, uh, conference race wise, you know, I don't I don't think McDonald County does not have a loss yet. East Newton does not have a loss yet. Now, uh, McDonald County's already played Lamar. They beat them. Uh, East Newton still has to play Lamar and McDonald County, but it, it's going to come down to those two teams um, uh, for for the conference title, uh, most likely. And mm-hmm. uh, McDonald County's had a little bit of injury. They're six nine center, uh, the the Reedy Bacon Hell kid. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a cast. Uh, he, I saw him on a film where he played for just a couple minutes and then came out. I saw another game where he did not play. But I'll tell you what, he brings a lot to the table for them with that size. But the game that I watched with him out, uh, in some respects, they were almost tougher because now they, they've got a, a, a quicker, more fast end-to-end ball club that uh, really they gave Lamar fit. They were up 30 on Lamar at one point in that ball game. So uh, I'd say McDonald County's the favorite with the athletes that they have coming back. But uh, East Newton's won the conference the last couple of years, and, and I wouldn't count out the Patriots either. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about your upcoming opponent, that being Cassville. At this point, at uh, the time we're recording, still scheduled to be played on Friday. We're going to wait and see on that. Uh, there's a, a big amount of doubt whether or not that's going to happen or not on Friday, so we'll just wait and, uh, and find out. But uh, uh, let's just assume it is. Well, it really doesn't matter what day it's played. We can talk about it anyway because right. we're pretty confident it's going to be sometime before the next Wednesday <laughs> and so or by Wednesday of next week. Got to get it because of the big eight crossover matchups mm-hmm. uh that's all those games need to be complete need to be completed by the end of next week so uh, talk about castle you mentioned a, a better ball club in fact uh, there's they have lost uh, the their last four uh lost to east newton you said in overtime yep and uh so they have lost four in a row to uh, blue eye reed spring mcdonald county and to east newton um so talk about uh, what you see in the wildcats and uh, what makes you think they're formidable i think they're one of the most improved ball clubs in the area um last year mike was coach Kleins, uh, zach Kleins, first year at cassville and uh they really struggled they lost quite a bit to graduation and a new coach you know taking over a new system uh they were really limited in a lot of areas and had a lot of growing pains but uh the, he's got this group just competing and scrapping um guys have have just found a way to, to play to their strengths, um, and I think they're really maximizing the talents that they have. We know how tough East Newton is. Uh, we, we, we saw that in person, and uh, they took them to overtime last night. So uh, I think they've got some size. Uh, they've got a couple kids, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, 
that in years past, they're bigger kids they haven't really gotten a lot out of. I think they're getting a lot more out of the post play. And then on the perimeter, they're make, just making more shots. They haven't had a lot of shot makers the last couple of years. Uh, their guards are knocking down more shots. And, and, and like I said, I think just being year two uh, with Coach Klein, I just think everyone's more comfortable. Everyone's kind of getting into a groove. So they're a, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think a seven or eight win ball club that, that mm-hmm. just took uh, East Newton in overtime. So they're, they're going to be tough, and uh, we're going to have to play well to get that win. Yeah, now seven and 13 with that loss to East Newton in overtime. But numbers-wise, you're pretty similar. Offensively, uh, they average forty, almost forty-five points a game. You've been coming up, uh, believe it or not, forty-two point seven. But that number's been coming up. It was below forty for a while. Uh, points allowed, Nevada fifty-three and a half, uh, Cassville fifty-one point two. So pretty similar offensively and defensively. Yeah, and and we talk a lot about this, but we really feel like our schedule is when we get to this portion of our season. Um, we feel like we we were going to have played a tougher schedule than most other teams in our conference, and and, and so some t- you look at those numbers, and and you think okay numbers are similar, and Nevada's probably played some more high octane teams, so mm-hmm. we 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 feel like that should give us an advantage. Uh, we feel like it's it's given us an advantage to this point. Hopefully, we'll be more battle tested. Uh, then Cassville will be, and, and hopefully that helps us out. Well, we'll see when it's going to be played. It is scheduled for Friday night. Uh, I think we can let out of the bag. There have been discussions about, uh, especially on the Cassville side, because, again, geographically, they're, you're familiar with that with your years yep. in McDonald County. Uh, they're challenged down there and, uh, and getting dug out, depending on what they get. So uh, so I guess there are a couple of options over the la- over the next week, right? There are. So uh, obviously both administrations have, have been in contact Uh Dr. B. Shore's brother-in-law, Doug Martin, is the mm-hmm. athletic director there. So there's a good connection there. So there's been a lot of dialogue. Uh, some of the options that have been thrown out was, was mo- just moving the game to Saturday, playing a Saturday afternoon game. Um, some speculation about, well, if the roads aren't good enough Friday evening to play, will they be good enough uh, Saturday morning to make that trip? So mm-hmm. I don't. that's one option. I, I don't know how strongly I feel about that likelihood. Uh, we've thrown out uh, playing on Wednesday. I think that would be the ninth, maybe, yep. as as an option. And then, uh, you know, there's nothing that says we can't split the boy-girl doubleheader and just find a game for the boys and find a game mm-hmm. for the girls that works. But you'd like to play the game before the crossover so you have a more accurate representation of where everyone stacks. We'd like to play the game before the district seed meeting because we'd like to have an opportunity to to put ourselves in a in, to put ourselves in as good a position as possible from a win-loss standpoint, to just try to get more wins. Um, and then the, our girls program, who is in control of the conference championship race, um, while you could still play the crossover game and just go with who is where in the standings, um, I, they'd probably like to feel like they could go into that game as outright conference champions. So just a lot of reasons why you'd like to get that game in as soon as possible. Well, there is better weather ahead, so uh, hopefully it'll get it worked out. Of course, there's a little wrinkle in uh, the rescheduling, and I don't know Cassville's early early week schedule next week, but uh, you would have the first half of the week along with the girls open if you weren't uh, now rescheduled against Pleasant Hill. So let's talk about that. That's on Monday. Uh, that was scheduled early in the season, moved to uh, Monday because of the length of the football seasons for both schools. And so – Pleasant Hill, uh, what's been going on with the Roosters? They've been in tournament play. They played in the Grain Valley Sonic Shootout um, last week. Uh, lost a couple tough ones early in, in that tournament, and then they were able to get a win um, in the seventh place game there on Saturday. 
and then uh, lost a tough one to a, a really good center team last night. Uh, just a, a really athletic center team that's going to going to. So nothing's changed. Put a lot up against a lot of people. No, <laughs> it, we played them. <laughs> very similar. And and I, you and I were talking before we went on air. They've got they still have a Spiller. They've got a Stevenson. They've got some of those same faces, and and so they're tough. But uh, Pleasant Hill at home, Mike is 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 tough. They've got mm-hmm. several wins at home. Um, I I think there's they're going to be a similar ball club to us. They they have nights where they struggle uh, from from the offensive side, but defensively they're going to play hard. They're gritty. Coach Messenger's been there a long time, and yeah. his ball clubs always rebound the ball well. They always defend. They always play hard. Um, so even if they might be a little bit limited from a an offensive firepower standpoint, they're going to make you earn the win. They're going to make you play well to get the win. Uh, so off the top of my head, I think maybe that win. Uh, they they beat Excelsior Springs and I think they got one win uh, in that Green Valley tournament. So I think that puts them maybe at five wins, possibly five or six wins. So really, I think an even matchup. Uh, they do play a pretty decent schedule, playing some of those better tournaments, playing teams like Center, uh, things like that. So this is a big game as far as the district tournament is concerned. Um, Barstow, I think they're on a different level as far as the the, the competition they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, their record might not be awesome but they're going to be a team with some high level athletes that that will really have played a, a, a large school schedule for the most part you've got Nob Noster with a lot of wins in our district but maybe not a lot of quality wins not a lot of wins against class four teams maybe even not yeah, a lot of wins like that i-70 conference not even a lot of out. wins against class yeah. three teams sometimes yeah. so uh if we were to beat pleasant hill we would have obviously beat clinton we would have beat pleasant hill pleasant hill has already beat harrisonville um Maybe we get to, to to seven or eight wins going into that seed meeting, and and then I think with a win you put yourself on that three line, maybe even the two line. And and the good thing about that is is if you get a first round game, it's against a six seed, and then you you avoid the one seed until the district mm-hmm. championship round. So it's it's a big game. If you lose that game, well, you probably put yourself behind Pleasant Hill. So that is probably going to knock you down to that 4-5, which doesn't matter either way in All a right. six-team bracket. So it's a big game for us. We really love to be on that 2-3 line uh, come district time. So uh, we're, we're really uh, – we would, we would give it all we had regardless, but we're putting a lot of attention on that game, Mike, and, and we're excited for the challenge uh, next Monday. And I know it's one of your favorite locations for postgame, so <laughs> – you know, the older I get, getting up and down ladders and, and things, uh, just uh, not uh, not as easy as it used to be. It's unique. It's it's fun to go up there, but uh, yeah, for you getting all that equipment up and down, uh, that's uh, that's tough. I yeah, I, mean, I don't know another gym in the country like that. I'm gonna be 60 later this month, so I may have to start rethinking my broadcast location at that joint. Well, you wear your age well, Mike. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. And I'll see you up there in the crow's nest yeah. uh, on uh, on the catwalk on Monday. Appreciate it, and hopefully I'll see you on Friday. But uh, we'll wait and see what happens with the Cassville date. As soon as we get that info, we'll certainly pass it along. So, uh, at any rate, best of luck over the next week, and uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Unless right. you're playing next Wednesday. Yeah, who knows what will happen, Mike. <laughs> but uh, whenever we meet again, I'm looking forward to it. All right, Tiger Head Coach Sean Gray will come back. Wrestling on the agenda. Boy, those uh, guys and gals have got a busy time coming up. Uh, they just finished up their regular season yesterday and a nice day against El Dorado Springs in assembly duel. And now they've got postseason uh, action beginning this weekend with the girls, the boys next weekend with district tournament play. So our district tournament wrestling action. Derek Campbell is going to talk with head coach Forrest Drury after this timeout on Tiger Talk.